beginning of Act Two. So one major scene with a minor, comparatively minor scene in mm -hmm. between. Though this is one that's going to involve all of you, strangely mm -hmm. enough. Because Cassius, Marissa, and Hackam are flying around and have coalesced into their actual walking forms, walking the streets of Everbright. They know that they can get wherever they need to be. They've flown around for four hours now past. It's been hours. It's not like this game just fucked up. Hours have gone by. The shops are all closed. Um, there's not that much activity here. So they're just walking the streets and alleys, chatting amongst themselves. Hackon's probably lighting up a big old stove. Absolutely. Hood up, kukri and daggers at his side. Catch is making him play catch with his knives. I'll go long. I'll go long. Ow! Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got it. What would your direct <laughs> orders to them have been? Um, this will just put my head in. I understand, yeah. Please. Mm -hmm. What was her direct orders to them? Flashback to Earth talking with them. All right, assholes, so this is it. We don't really know what's going to go down, so it's really on you to look out for trouble. Use your own heads. That's why I brought you. But you're supposedly supposed to be watching over this... What's it called? I'll look to Norwin. Glit what was it actually called? Oh, uh, Everbright? Everbright. Everbright. <laughs> you want to call it Glitter Norman something. Norwin looks at <laughs> Everbright. 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 Annie's not there. <laughs> Everbright. That's what it's called. Everbright. And... I don't know what it is. A store? This is like a warehouse? It's a whole district. It's a whole district. Yeah, it's district. right next so to the just... university district and stuff. It's like the most condensed magic shops in the entire city. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, be looking for anyone breaking into these stores, stealing what ain't theirs, any kind of naughty, wild behavior, as it were. Put an end to it. Okay. Do we kill where necessary? Or do we just... How do you want us to take care of it? Have you ever not killed when it's necessary? <laughs> just trying to gauge how mad you'll be at us, boss. Well, I ain't gonna be mad at nobody for doing what he's doing, but... These are just regular folks, some who are misguided, so... <laughs> I'd say give them a chance to know they've made a mistake. And then, if they continue to be stupid, educate them. Noted. Cassius will say, will say. So we'll start by just showing them Hakon's face. And if that doesn't, if that doesn't scare them off, we'll show them your face. Same insult. Happy. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta work on that. Thank goodness we have an entire night. Look, as the boss said, I'm not looking to answer your question. If I'm in charge of this, looking at you for sort of like confirmation on that statement. I'm not looking for bunches of stone. I'm not just failing to be laying there dead. They draw blades on us. Let's make sure they know that was a bad decision. If they're throwing rocks at a shop, let's not start slitting that. <coughs> they're breaking into places, grab, grabbing shit. Well, I've been there, there too. I know for how you have too. So, best judgment, as the boss says, and we will uh, go from there. Let's make sure nobody spills blood. 
And if they do, it's going to be us that spills it. Can we agree to that? Couldn't have said it better myself. What the fuck are you we're, doing? We're not doing this? I had a, I had a. Do you like, need us to hold your hand? You know what? It's couch. fine. It's fine. I was gonna try something new. My sister, fast forward <laughs> to where we are. Your cash, cashes. Now you three are walking through streets. And like I said, um, of all districts, Everbright is known for having a highest concentration of magical items, but not those of the highest echelons, and not those like the like the bazaar has trinkets. You know, useful things like a wand that starts that starts a bonfire. Cool. Wow, that's fucking amazing. Well, it only has three charges out of ten, ten left. I don't give a shit. I'll buy it. That's like Everbright's really mm-hmm. for. But again, for every magic shop, you have how many taverns, inns, homes, um, lots of things here. A, sh- uh, a district can be can be defined by something that makes it unique without meaning every single tower, bridge, and shop here is a magic shop. That would be insane, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the highest concentration. So people just call, oh, Everbright, the magic shop. There's just as many, if not far more, homes, restaurants, taverns. Not so many inns, perhaps, here. Mm -hmm. But as you three are walking along the the streets, the alleys, there's a flap. Wings from above. (sighs) Not an unexpected thing within the court city. In fact, I'll say you guys are right now between bridges. Sorry, you are, are, I'm sorry, you are on a bridge, is what I'm trying to say. You are on a bridge between towers. Walking across the bridge is thirty feet wide, um, eighty feet long, right? So this isn't like a, you know, like precariously balanced or anything. That's a whole, whole different district. As wings flapping overhead, not an unusual thing here. Figure comes down, falls down, <laughs> only about twenty feet, but it sure sounds impressive when the big hulking fella lands, scarred. A silvery eye, long, large bow at his back, two swords here, here, daggers, and whatnot. Looking up at you three. In flame and fire appears a red tieflinged fake figure, horns, yellowed eyes. A dwarven woman next to him, bearing the necklace with the holy symbol of Oladra and fertility, hand clutching something at her pocket as it always seems to. Your all hands reach for your own blades and whatnot in this moment here as there's a shing! And from invisible appears a figure, small. Dapper hat and uniform feathers from a gnomish statured figure, rapier at the neck of Hakon because he's the one that he could reach. <laughs> As Ipsicario Putinesca and the other members, several of the members around that you've seen before, that you guys have a person, that your characters have it. And he says, Ah, my, my friend, what, what what brings you to this location in the court city this day? Hmm? Stretching my legs. How about you? And Cox's gnomish eye, eyebrow mustache. Ah, 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 ah. Mmm. Do not. I prefer to speak with blades not at my neck. 
and I, and, and I prefer to have the gentleman's advantage. And he pushes the rapier toward your neck. Careful, Putin Esco. You don't care to lose, do you? Because Cassius would actually I recognize. I just him. rolled to see if he would, would recognize you. Recognize him, and he hears that, and it's a full recognition thing. He Cassius, Cassius, the Grosso. And how are you, my, my friend? Boss. Close enough. I'm good. Move the blade, little man, before you lose it. Respectfully. He will bring it down a bit, so it's a foot from the other fellow, who, the bigger guy with scars and the bow and stuff, is the guy that fought with Ipsicario, and the other two are ones that you guys saw in the yeah, new new members. You also see a hippogriff, or a griffin, not a hippogriff, a, a griffin land, and two figures on its back. Pulling bows and, um, and knocking arrows and pulling them at you guys as well. As another griffin keeps flying above, circling around. And Yusakarayo says, Deep in thought over there, would you? With. I understand, my friend. You said no to an armed guild, went with somebody else. Are these your uh, guild, mem- guild member friends? Hmm? They are indeed. Which is. Look way at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I this. You're a great warrior. I wish, wish that as you were working for our guild. But the fact that I've seen you fight and you are very strong means this is even more of an important place to have a beggar. Why are you here in this district right now? Because we were hired to keep things safe as you can on a wild night. He'll look over at the dwarven woman and nod his head. And she'll take her hand off her coin purse. Touch the holy symbol of Eladro. And like a d6 appears in her hand. She rolls it in midair itself, and all three of you feel a zone of truth effect come over you. Go ahead and roll, um, career, I believe wisdom saves? I think wisdom saves. No. 18. Plus. Remember, this is like, nothing, shit. Um, <laughs> Somehow. It is actually, it is actually charisma. I thought it was charisma. Five plus stuff, so okay, just oh. like six. Seven. One plus stuff. Yeah. Adam like twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blow smoke in the face. Fine. She's mm-hmm. like plus. It's my choice. Marissa is definitely hand like her other hand on mm-hmm. her rapier. I would think mm-hmm. her uh, royal blade of amph- amphibios not taken b- by this mm-hmm. as if it's a cacario. Cash is breaking his nose. Um. What's happening? Um, the dwarven woman looks at you two. Just they're having very, very quick sort of like thing, and he nods to her. Like they're communicating very quickly um, mm-hmm. across who's who's affected. He says, "Cassius will seem still very aloof. Like, yeah, no hand on his blade, no, no aggressive stance." Say that again. What you just said. Why are you here in this district? To make sure Everlight District stays as safe as possible during this wild night. You were hired to do this? Those were my orders. From whom? The boss. Who's the boss? Oh, you remember him. 
the dwarf that bested me in a grueling single duel combat? Yeah, you mean the one that slapped you around in about 12 seconds? Yeah, that one. What are your ill intents in this city? And are you working with the friends of Puck Blue? I don't even know who that is. And no, we told you what we're here to do. So unless you plan on breaking in any of these buildings and stealing magic items, you can put your little toy away. Well, I'm glad. It's good to see you again, my my friend. Reaches up, reaches up a hand to you, and you know, take this. We'll pick him up. Ah, this is a little bit inappropriate. I am still a full human or a full a full adult. Oh, you're not. Full full adult. Uh, put him down. The tension dissipates quickly here as um um if Sakakayo says. Cassius de Grosso. That's not your last last name. No, I know. You know that. That's why he said close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys are like, is it? De Gro-? You guys are like questioning yourselves. Maybe it is de Grosso. He's not Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, fantastic. Uh, glad, glad, gladiator. Uh, one thing I must say though is, uh, where is your sister? She has her own job. And how is business at, at the uh, Ezer Guild that you've chosen over the Clifftop Adventuring Guild, a place that has been known for centuries within the very heart of Western civilization? How is your small guild over in Heimat? I'd say so far so good. First job, I had to go hunt a couple of eagles for a while. I took a while just to get some toenails. Not so, not so bad. And then, uh, we've all been there hunting the toenails of eagles. Then we went to the plain of water. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Pleasant place. You Spot must have been great at home. Fuck you. How big is your guild? <laughs> How big is my guild? <laughs> Indulge hey, hey, hey. me, a man who's never been in this city. You know. Calm down over there. We're on a job. I'm wondering how big is your guild? We are 69 members in total. The tiefling goes, <laughs> soon to be 70. Then these silly jokes will be done. Um, so 69 members worldwide. Very, very discerning, though, if I, if I must say so myself. And um, let's just say that uh, growing every day. How big are the barracks that the missus just paid for? Oh, the ones that we get our own rooms, I think. Uh. I think each room is... A uh, couple of these and a couple of these, so... How many more members will it hold? I don't know if I know all these logistics. If we're going for <laughs> quantity over quality, then I do not care. Ten more, I think? Windows. Ten new rooms? Whatsoever at all. Twenty new rooms, maybe? I'm just saying, you called us small. We can all make barracks. But do you have the... You know what? It's fine. No need to make enemy. Only here to make friend. To meet friend. It is good to see you again, my friend Cassius de Grosso. He must not have heard my line about slaying the Kraken. <laughs> I mean, does he not care? Uh, I figured it was an adventure guild. Like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's, awesome. it's more like I, cause I actually didn't hear that. So oh, that's why okay. I was like, I was like, whether you actually, got... I didn't either. Oh, I was like, me neither. <laughs> you said it real fast. Wow. <laughs> Leo's like, like saying what the so fuck? Quietly. You had tidy gill, and I said big enough to slay a kraken. I know. I, I, I missed that. Uh, uh, persuasion wouldn't be good though. I got a six plus. Things. Yeah, he doesn't believe you, which is really a shame because it's fucking mm-hmm. true. <laughs> He's like, aren't you still in the zone of truth? 
Yeah. Oh yeah. shit! That's that. That's true. He goes. <laughs> sure. And she's looking at him like. Insect. Must have been a small cracker. <clears throat> the first one was smaller than the second. <clears throat> wow. Technically, the second was smaller than the first, but the third was bigger than them all. <laughs> well, uh... I wasn't there. <laughs> that's why we brought you on this one. Bonding! It's what he told me anyways. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Artheon says, they're not the ones causing trouble. He's the bigger fellow that I think we should bring off master. Oh, is that what, what you guys are here for, too? But of course. Who hired you? We do not need to be hired. We have ways of finding our own information to protect this very city, protect the realm. That is the duty of the Clip Top Adventuring Guild! The talk of this, you guys. When, when I say Clip Adventuring, it gives you all... Our, our fans are... Oh, shit, I'm so sorry. The teeth thing's like... Girls! But not, not better than me. <laughs> I get Specifically. It. I tried this hand thing before we all left here, and they all just walked away. I'll try with, 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 with you right now. Like this? Yeah, let's yeah, do it. One, hand. two, three. Grandwalkers! <laughs> you did it. You did it, though. Uh, so, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Need some work. Need some work. We need some work, I'll say. And then... Um, <laughs> The 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 um the other griffins and giant owls and whatnot. You see that there was even a, even a giant owl kind of coasting even further away. More guild members than just the four that you. I decided to describe to you guys. They kind of are preparing to hop back on and continue their own. You know, say say what you will, but they are a very well established guild here. Mm-hmm. They are fairly exacting on who they allow in or not. Um, they all seem to have. They seem to have a stable of flying beast to use in the city um so while Hakon's words were not untrue there is little doubt that there is like, some clout here how did they find find this it's cloud top above table just because it's funny <laughs> mm-hmm. i was very close to having these four pop out of the shit water of <laughs> the of the fight after you guys did the fight they'd be like come now rakshasa and like, how did you know this we have our wins but I was like, that's gonna really, really fuck up. I'll apply this elsewhere. They're so. our B team. Yeah, I like it. they're your B team. Were you guys going to talk about being the B team to Koskas? No, oh, they're the C team. They're the we're C the team. Yeah. I think you guys are the A team now. B yeah. team. This is dead, mate. With the, the S team. Yeah, he's decorating Eddie's office. Anyways, oh funny. What's going on? It needs to be said. They'll hop on their beasts and fly away. You guys can be like, that was weird, and like continue on your way. That's all. Surprised you didn't join him. Eh, more worldly prospects elsewhere. Yeah. Better company. Agreed. Less knives at your throat? Yeah. Nah. That's yet to be seen. Night's young. Speaking of scene, have we seen anything weird since we've been here? Food Nesca. <laughs> Everybody roll a d20. No. Five. Ten. Um, As they all mount up and fly away, a large, sticky white glob lands right on your black cloak. As a giant owl flies away, and you have a big. I can't dodge. Ooh. Hack on shit coat. 
I like it, though. Rolls off the tongue. And on that note, we'll end oh. that scene, as that is the little in-between in moment. Commiserating. Uh, no blood. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, how good are you at fucking shit? I'm pretty sure you get a ticket for shit in the streets, yeah. <laughs> heck on, no! Oh, heck on. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, does anybody need anything before we move on to the next one? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we will then transition over to Anaxoria. You find yourself within the same room where you met the aspect of the mind. The stone room with mirrors that sort of foggy medieval style mirrors but like big big enough that they sort of gives a vibe of like um mod, like modern day police precinct windows and like like they're big and or not windows um mirrors um but they're big enough where that sort of show your reflection kind of in a foggy sense but they're across this this and this stone pillars sconces with blue flame eternal perhaps they don't give off smoke or or heat just light across um more candles have been brought into into this place um so it is a well-lit comfortable place you were let, let, let in there maybe you, you you tell me almost probably oh this is actually the same place where we were before because as you and elspeth are led within the aspect of the mind and soul are both already there as well as their two guards, one of which is just a burly paladin wearing full plate, heavy, heavy armor, um, long blue cloak with silver trim on, on it, large great sword. He's so tall that a great sword fits at his size, as opposed to like needing to be on his back or anything like like, like, like that. But he's very respectfully just like clasping his hands before him. It could be a suit of armor if he didn't see those those eyes watching as you guys came with them. Um, you already know the, the aspect of the mind, of course. Um, Middle-aged middle um, human woman, black, glossy hair, those beautiful sort of curls that just cascade down, fail. Um, lotus crown not on her head at this moment in time. They look, for lack of a better word, a bit casual, considering this is just their safe place to for the, the, the night, and it was a bit twisting and turning to get their sort of thing in the in the first place. You lost track of um, uh, Mecklen uh, several floors and pathway hallways ago. Zooming forward a little while here, you guys are with them, and um, um, do you remember the aspect of the soul? At all the the, the new aspect of the soul, a bit elf orion man. Yeah. Yes, yes. He is a half elf, um, Lucatesrian Aranius, and he has pure golden orbs for uh, for eyes in a way that would almost make him look would make him look tiefling with golden orbs, but he's clearly not. He's a half elf. Has has like a scar across here. Similar white clothing and. What and whatnot um, as as the, the um, aspect of the mind, of course, though not exactly the the, the same. 
um, golden staff with like almost like a spear tip at the top and then like a cross guard up, up on the top as well. Um, had a picture, but it's still oh, sweet. Sorry, one second. Yes. Nice. <laughs> nope. That's what happens when my VPN goes down. Right when I, uh, that's mm -hmm. fine. Doesn't that's what happens. doesn't matter. I'm describing him enough for you to get a mental image of my body. Looks like exactly. I'll show you later if you, if you care. Yeah. Um, sort of like dirty blonde hair swept to, to, to one side, sort of thing. Almost a cocky. I don't want to say a smirk, but a confident smile mm -hmm. to him. Not necessarily a warm smile. Just like always aware of things, you would know. Based, I think you actually just said this, this, this Leo. Um, mm -hmm. I think that was either just by the corner of my ear. Is um, he was um, the leader of the Esoteric Order of Boreon, mm -hmm. um, which is one of the many organizations, guilds, guilds, whatever, whatever you want to call them in the city. There's so many different factions, and guilds, and all sorts of stuff. That is one that is a seekers of knowledge. Not all clerics, though he is a cleric. Um, not all clerics of them by any means. Mem most of them were wizards, sorcerers, what whatnot sort of thing. Um, seeking knowledge, revering um, um, Orion, sovereign of law, lore, magic, you know, the original wizard, all that sort of stuff. So that was his, what you know he was before he became after the soul after the unfortunate passing and permanent demise via Nightwalker of the previous one. Background for you there. Mm -hmm. You've now been sitting here. They um, There were stone benches here amongst those sconces, small metal like um, wrought iron tay tables and some chairs like, like what, what we have on, on our front. Um, our, our bench sat there. Cushions have been, been placed so it's just for a bit more comfort than the pure austerity that it was when you were just here two nights prior. Um, and there's carafes of like wine and goblets and, and, and whatnot there. And there's still that shimmering pool of water in the center. All, all the runes have been Un, unused since you've walked in, but the same just walking in here, it just kind of gives you the memory of falling, plunging into it, seeing all those myriad things, and then realizing you didn't plunge in at all. It was just a, a factor of what she did. What she started, but you very much did. Then you had asked her, did you see that too? Partially. Um... Is there anything specific that you would like to do besides small talk and com mostly it's quiet. There's like a chessboard there. The aspect of the mind and soul are playing chess again, which is a very interesting thing because that's what the mind is very much logical, all that stuff. The aspect of the soul um, is not supposed to be that, but is. Him as a person is too. So it's sort of a, 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 a competition of sorts against us. Uh, against them. Um, the guards aren't really speaking a lot. Um, you and Elspeth can, can spend time together and stuff. So any any conversations that you want to have, do, or just chilling, hoping things are fucking chill tonight? Annie would just be stuck to Elspeth like glue, making small talk. She would not be drinking wine. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, a you very noted thing uh, because um, after couple hours not a long like let's just say like like one hour so technically this takes place before what happened with, with, with you mm -hmm. a lot of people you have no idea what happened with him mm -hmm. um the aspect of the soul um after uh, winning a game of chess um that came down to very much like just two like kings 
hitting each other. That's how that's how chess can can end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, as for the soul will stand up, kind of brush off his bottom a, a bit, crack his back, and will grab a, a craft of, of wine, pour some for himself, pour some for Elspeth of the mine, come over and pour some for for Elspeth and yourself. Please, it's a long night. I will not be partaking, but thank you. No? Well, so you want to be very, very bored. I, I can tell you that. I don't expect much to happen here. Do we? He looks over the aspect of the mind who just nods in agreement. And you get a sense, not agreement of like, yeah, because we're totally safe, but more like I've divine over the past month. Like what's the optimal location and time to be, you know, sort of thing. Like when mm-hmm. she makes, when she says we're prob- probably safe, that's like as guaranteed as you could be of anything that doesn't have a chance of f- failure to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm bored, then I'll be happy. What's your say? Need that? Awesome. <laughs> Here we go. Sorry, I just realized like, I, I kind of do want to show him. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of do. Archbishop, which was the Archbishop, Lucatezrian Aranias. Like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's like a shit-eating grin. So that's what kind of mm-hmm. almost, almost like a spear with the, 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 these two things here. This would be similar to what he is wearing as the athlete, but less blues, more just <clears throat> whites and gold and such. Mm-hmm. He will uh, he'll leave the go- goblet before before you. <clears throat> um, and it, it is, to be clear, it is a weak red one. Like, yeah. Even Elspeth is drink, drinking it. It's a sort of wine <laughs> that, like, um, mid, mid, that in medieval times, people drank wine more than they drank water. It was safer and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's a weak red wine, mm-hmm. more like just what they drink. Nobody here is drinking wine to get fucked up. It's just like a casual thing. So even Elspeth's sort of like... It's not like a thing. Um, the craft is simple, but shines silver um, with with glass panes through it, kind of showing the vine sloshing through. Uh, you, don't, you don't drink any of it, though? No. Okay. He will um, sit across from you and smile at, at you, his staff leaning against the pillar beside him, him sitting on one of those uh, few stone benches here while you and Elspeth are probably sitting in more comfortable seating. There's no reason to sit on a stone bench if, if, if there's no need to. Um, Elspeth is sort of just reading a little book here. She's aware, but again, that's why I have a clock ticking, because it is boring yeah. here. Mm-hmm. He just sits across me, crosses his legs in the back and smiles. Annie will be cross-stitching using the weaving needles. Oh, so I love that. Really, she'll be like, how can I help you? And they'll just keep going. More than Canaan. Stop. What do you do? In this exact moment in time, what do you do? I would say who? Roll deception check. 
escorted up and out and through the pavilion to reach her steed and fly. Um, her mind filled with the vision she just saw. The meeting with Tybalt just happened. So much to tell Algaris. But our camera does not follow our main play. The camera stays in the room with the aspect of the mind there. As about 20 seconds after you leave, the mirror on the far wall opens. And the aspect of the soul, Lucrezian Aranius, steps forward. Well, the aspect of the mind says, I think we are quite safe. I think she is a good ally of our young queen and aspect of the body. We are not in any danger. Hmm. He closes the hidden pathway, hidden small hidden chamber, obscured by, by the mirror. Steps toward the aspect of the behind. Anything of interest that you saw? She turns and looks at him. Their eyes meet. Many things of interest, my dear aspect of this, the soul. But none that matter in this time. He smiles and continues walking toward, walking toward her. Come now. Possible to know what is of interest and what is not. Do we not all govern equally? He stands now three feet from her. She stands to her full height, a bit shorter than, than him. Younger than him, too, him being a, a, a half elf, but looks at him with, with eyes that seem to match his own will. When I chose you for this position, you gave up claim to your name and position of Archbishop Lucatesrian, Lucatesrian Aranias, and any connection with the esoteric order of Orion. You know this as well as I. Your position now is not one where you should continue seeking knowledge that you sought before. If anything, that is my purview. You should be looking over the well-being of the souls of the people within this city, within this realm, within this world. I can do both, and I will. 
have given up everything for this position, and the honor I feel is above any other. I felt the calling of Orion from far beyond. All the knowledge I'd learned, I'd grasped with my own fingers and hands. I threw out my spellbook in lieu of the holy texts. Yes, I know that you you've underwent some time ago a transition, one from hard study to one of faith. That's why I've chosen you. My divinations suggested that you were the best person for the job, one of very few. And I still do believe that is true. I am rarely wrong. But your ambition is a strength if utilized in a new way. Cast aside your old obsessions, Lucatestri and Aranyas, and become the aspect of the soul I know you can. He smiles at her, bows. As you say, you are my senior, and I will abide. So he walks past her, out. Back to her right now. says, more than Cana. And you have this moment where you're like, who? <laughs> <laughs> and he smiles. Mm. What have your interactions with him been? Perhaps we can discuss that a different time. More privately. I appreciate that. Hell not as hell to you. Yes. He will uh, stand up, bow to you slightly. Elspeth's kind of like looking at this, confused. He walks away back toward you and she goes, What was that? You know how wizards can be? He's not a wizard. Mm. Well, then fuddy-duddies chasing fairy tales, right? And I'm going to look over at the aspect of mind, right? She's too far away to have heard the conversation that you guys just had. It looks like the reason it took so long for that to happen is he was waiting for you to either drink some wine and listen up or just stand up and walk away from Elspeth. But you said to me, you're not drinking wine, and you never left Elspeth's side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why that happened when, where it happened. Only you and Elspeth could have heard. He was like three feet from you, sitting on a bench when he said, Lord and Canaan. Um, in your head, you hear his voice as he's walking away from you, kind of just looking in one of those fogged, <coughs> excuse me, mirrors. As you hear his voice, you just instinctually like like look over. You can see him looking at you through the 
mirror, your eyes meet through that sort of foggy mirror, right in the center of it. And you hear him say to you, um, be a spell that you've experienced from, from Eklund. Tell him this is just a normal cantra message, can, cantra. He's probably just pointing a finger at, at, at you a little bit, obscuring it in mm-hmm. uh, such a way, but your eyes can still meet. <laughs> um, and he's in, in your head, he, you, you hear, and I just checked it, is a transmutation, not a, um, div, that's why I was looking up, not a division thing. Mm-hmm. And he sends to you, do you need more privacy than this? You can stand up and walk around, you know. No one would have to hear you speak aloud. None within this room have any ill intent to anyone within this room. I promise you that, as with every fiber of my being. Well, I sure hope so, because I would hate to waste the last days before my wedding tracking down individuals to kill you're getting married? Elspeth says. <laughs> he sends he sends to you. I think it's allowed, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I think only the in target can under like hear it. At least I thought that's what it I said. think if you if it says speak aloud, yes. you're speaking it aloud. Mm-hmm. So it is when, a verbal um, thing. When it Elfer says you whisper a message. Yeah. So that's why he's like, you can walk away from her, but mm-hmm, if you're mm-hmm. if you're saying it. Uh, yeah, it says that only you can hear, but very clearly says you whisper a Oh, it doesn't say it in reverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, oh my god, that's like great. I've been waiting for the right moment to tell you, Antiklon. I'm sorry. It's possible to say but... Okay. If you excuse me for a second. Yeah, the restroom, I'm, I'm sure. There's God just mm-hmm. knock on the door or hop in the pool, she says. With a, with a laugh. Been there, done that. I will stand up. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> like the wine is hitting our young queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will actually just walk straight over to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Daring, he says to you. Well, apparently you're not going to give up tonight. Let's not make this more obvious than it need be. How do you know the name, the man, the legend? I would prefer if I knew how you did first. My dear, I'm much older than you. I've been in this city far longer than you. I am a seeker of knowledge. That's a bit of a foolish question because I'm sure that your answer to me is far, far shorter than my answer to you would be. Have you met him personally? I'm not sure. Mm. Hence why I'm looking. Do you know he kind of like, doesn't lean forward, that's a little bit too obvious, but he does just say, to keep things short and quaint. Do you know how dangerous it is within any realm, within any city, much less one like this? have a figure that finds himself above the law, one who finds himself above any other. Absolutely. One who takes it upon himself to do what he uniquely considers the greater good, eschewing all 
other law and authority figures. Do not know what you think of me, Anaxoria, but I am the aspect of the soul, and this appointment was given to me with every legitimacy, everything I've earned, I have earned with these hands in my mind and my faith now. I ask you again, how do you know the name? How do you know the man? Any information you can give me, even if not now here in this place, I would prefer sooner rather than later. I will take. Do you remember the big airship? That happened? Summit? I do. I was not fortunate enough to see it, but I... That was before my appointment here. But I did hear about it after the fact. And the, the damage it wrought to this very pavilion of the host. Apparently he was the one holding it back so it couldn't escape. Hmm. And that was your first interaction with the man? No. But it's been my last... I couldn't tell you where he is. I don't know. Nor do I trust him. Everyone has their own wants. And I'll be very transparent, my only want is keeping that alive. That, that's Elspeth, by the way. Does he hold a position of authority within this city? No. Roll deception check. I'm not going to use that one because that one's going to fuck me. I'm going to roll Steve because it always rolls low, but now it's going to roll a nat 20. Mm-hmm. 18. 18 total? Yeah. Oh! Yeah. What did I roll? It actually nat is 20. a nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> Holy hell. He looks at you through the mm-hmm. mirror, and his smile fades a bit. He says, I'll be very blunt with you. I know you are lying to me. I'm warning you that he is a dangerous individual with no real authority, which makes him dangerous. I, everybody needs brains on them. I can do very little without my fellow aspects. The queen can do very little without either the aspects or the 12 fam- families, the dragon marks can be around very little without you see the point. Does he have one? Roll a deception check. You don't have to say a word. He's looking into your eyes deeply. 19. I'll let you choose if I roll Stevens again. You can roll I'm, Stevens again. Or I can roll yours. <laughs> Roll Stevens. <laughs> I can't say rolling 20. 20. That was insane. I said it's going to be a 20, and it yeah. wasn't was. And normally it's like a 4. <laughs> mm-hmm. 19 is what you got? Mm-hmm. He adds... I'll be honest with you. He adds plus 10 to, to this. It would make sense. He's a cleric. He's a, mm-hmm. a cleric. His wisdom would be plus 5. Mm-hmm. He can cast 8th eighth, eighth level spells, so his, pro- mm-hmm. his proficiency has to be plus 5. And you know he can cast 8th level spells because he offered to do the... the Mm-hmm. The resurrection. So this has to be below a nine. Eight. Ha! 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 Ha!
close enough mm-hmm. that he doesn't necessarily. It's one of those things he already he clearly is already worried about something. Mm-hmm. You did not convince him. Now, now I will ask you, what do you say? That's important. I'm going to ask you, what do you say? He asks you, does he have one? And in your head, you hear these words in your eye. He's like almost compelling you to say the truth, but you are strong enough will just as a natural high level person, but all the shit that you've been through, the necklace you're wearing, that he's not compelling you. He's not commanding you. It's just a lesser person would have just would have melted before him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like any, 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 any veneer, like, yeah, whatever, whatever you think he has, he has sure. it, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but you know, I will say, you know immediately what he's referring to. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it, what do you do when he asks that question? What do you do and say? Not to my knowledge. What can happen if he has one? You seem to not trust him. I have mm-hmm. not made a decision about that. I would like to have more information. Well, I think I have enough. No, anything more would be too obvious for this chamber. I will simply say this, Axorio. In very, very low, under his breath, he says, at one time, the aspects each have This made the, the three aspects not only the guiding force of the mind, body, and soul for a religious, in a religious manner, but in a very real manner. The articles of creation, will, and life. Unbelievable power that could so much good could be done with. But because some ill-minded fools with too much ambition decided that they knew what to do best, the aspects and their wisdom at the time opted to be rid of them one by one by one. And now we have none. And it is a travesty. But even one, forget this comes after war. Creation? There need not be a wealth and balance. The concept of gold and riches is something that is small-minded fools. Life? We told that line every day. Paladins and clerics within this city deserve more, deserve better. Will? The reason why that scroll was the first to leave was because a king decided that he would force his subjects to bend the knee when they wanted to rise against him. And the aspects could not have a revolution in their midst, so they absented themselves of it. Or I should say it.
perhaps you're too afraid to do so. I'm not afraid to do so, dear sir. I simply don't believe in crutches. Just because a path is easier does not make it the wrong one. Do we not all take bridges rather than ropes to get from one place to the next? I don't know, it sounds more like forcing someone than convincing them. Let us end our conversation here for we are drawing eyes. Thank you for what you've illuminated to me. I'm sure we will speak more in the future. Sounds good. He'll turn and say, I have next game, and come over to a game of uh, part cheesy. Anybody want to play with me? Young aspect of the body? It's a game for old people, right? <laughs> so come over and play with him. And he's actually perfectly pleasant. I mean, otherwise, um, but there is a that conversation running in the back of your mind. Is there anything else you would like to do during the next several hours before I throw a giant neothelid spaceship at you or anything like that? I mean, I would go pick up my cross stitching, which I'm assuming is still stitching. Oh, it's like <laughs> done by now. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it just it's says really fuck with those you. Cozy on, and in between it says yeah. Fuck. I also yeah. can catch the message, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I would pick it up, and I would actually go to sit with the aspect of the mind then. Okay. Mm -hmm. As if I were just moving, so I could still have eyes on Elspeth, but. She's actually standing at the edge of the, the large pool, like the 15 foot by 15 foot pool of water in the center of the stitch chamber now, just looking down upon it. No magic, no runes, just the, the reflection there. She does drop like one little bit of water in, into it from, from her, her, her cup and it just kind of makes the ripples as you step over there. Your own reflection next to hers distorted a bit as the ripples go back and forth. She's not saying anything. What do you say? If you're looking, no, your hair is not out of place. Looks quite good tonight. I try. You trust him? No. But I do believe he was the best person for the position. Out of very few candidates in a time in which there was no other. In a time in which having two aspects, one of which is a very young virgin queen riddled with grief. The city needs strength, the paladins, the clerics, the people need strength. It must be three. Two strength with one young queen is more strength than having a vacant position. I have had conversations, workings with him in the past. His ambition is dangerous. The things he seeks is dangerous. Absolutely. But that does not mean he is not the best person for the position. He's nosier than I like. Yes, that is an unfortunate tendency of his that has continued. But it may have been unfair for me to expect him to simply give up those desires because he takes on a new mantle. 
will follow your lead, but I will not be bullied. Good. That's a main reason why I think you're a safe person to have. I do think sometimes you say too much. Absolutely. It's that forked devil tongue. Talks twice as much. She smiles at that in the reflection. But I cannot, cannot fault you for that. It has done you great service in your few years of life and even fewer years with the fate and destiny placed upon you as of late. I just figure sometimes you have to divulge more than you want to in order to gain more knowledge yourself. Yes. You will do what you will, and she'll turn to walk away. We're good? Yep. Okay. He can't be the Orion guy. He's a follower of Jesus. Jesus! <laughs> oh, Jesus crazy! Jesus! Got a cross that's, a, that's a T for time to worship Orion. It's the Orion. So, like, the, the artist's name is Joshua. Oh, oh wow, you got really good at art. That's me, man. You know me. me. Me and art. It actually wouldn't surprise me if you're like, I'm going to get good at art so I can fucking draw these people. It would surprise me. Rachel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Come right my with the bottom. <laughs> All right. Plenty more things to happen here still this day. Mm-hmm. Move on here. The popcorn. We go into a room, a tab tavern, nondescript, not even a tavern, and an inn. You know, well, a little common room, maybe, but not a place where people are partying this night, but just an inn. Wood floors, one wall completely stone up against a, um, a tower that stood for millennia, it seems, but a relatively newer wooden shale building. Multiple rooms with beds, pillows within. One of them inside is a dark room wooden floor a bed the sound of creaking in adjacent rooms the sound of people having fun in their own privacy and one lantern unlit on a peg a young young elven girl with black hair kneels on the floor her hands behind her her wrists bound by metal shackle no chain just almost like they're glued together in a sense tight gritting her teeth as she slams her forehead into the wood floor splintering nails poking up 
hitting her, doing nothing, bending, in fact. Lays on a thin mattress, screaming, throws herself into a wall, gritting her teeth, bites her tongue as hard as she can, but no blood is drawn. Tears streaming down her eyes. Twelve hours prior to this, or not twelve hours, several hours prior to this, she had gone to the owner of this establishment. I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> placed five platinum on the bar, bar top and said, a room. Nobody comes. Nobody opens the door. I have the only the only key. Anything you hear in there, you do nothing about. She places 20 more platinum. He checks them. She takes of them and says, I'm going to hide these so you don't have any ideas about come coming in to steal from me. They'll be hidden within this city. Two nights go by. Nobody opens that door for any reason whatsoever at all, no matter what they hear. I will give you all of this platinum. The man says, let's do it. <laughs> she leaves him the five. He makes sure that they are legitimate. He actually chooses his own five from a 25 On one condition, I choose which five. Absolutely. He chooses the five, gets them check, checked out. They're legitimate from a bank. Um, she presumably hides the rest and is in this room, banging her head on there, biting, clenching her jaw so much as tears are flowing down. For the hundredth time, the floor is now pockmarked with young, elvish, forehead-sized <coughs> divots in there. Her boots are on the floor, her bare feet, her, her young, elven toes digging in, digging grooves into the wood itself. Her black hair streaming down with tears. The door unlocks on the outside. Uh. In come two fake figures, two men walk in, wearing simple leather leather armor, daggers at their their sides. One has a crossbow, one has a sword, and the barkeep comes in behind, closes the door, and locks it. They come over and grab her by the hair, pull her back, her eyes wall a bit. Still plenty of the hair covering it. Sweat caking her. Being quite ruckus up here, aren't you? D -d Dagger placed to her neck. Weapon, weapon to your wrists. Magic. Looks looks like they try to separate, but they, they can't. She's like, they won't let go until dawn. Sucks to be you then. Dagger to her throat. Where's the rest of the platinum? Tears streaming down. Her lip trembles. Please just go. <laughs> Please just leave. Please. Please. 
unfortunately, these three men misunderstand the meaning of the girl's words as they take it as a sign of weakness, of breaking. They sneer. Barkeep comes over and says, Look, we don't want to hurt you. Let's have the platinum. He cries. I don't want to do it. I don't want to. <laughs> she yells, Zyle, please. Zyle! <laughs> Still her voice, but almost like an entirely different personality comes through. She lunges for forward, bites the man in the neck, bitch! Tears out his trachea. The other one comes forward, dead dagger to the shoulder. She uses the momentum to spin around. Her bare, small heel spins as fast as her hair hits him in the jaw. His jaws around his face. The barkeep runs toward the door. She jumps on him, her legs around his neck, flipping him to the ground, choking him out. Snaps his neck. The other guy. She comes over, jumps in the air, kicks off the ceiling, comes down the heel on the top of his head, breaking skull, neck, vertebrae, driving him into the crowd. Blood streaming from her mouth. No tears now. And Zyle says, different demeanor comes across the face and she goes it's okay Minoru's here it's fine it's fine Shoroi it's not your fault you didn't do anything you've never done anything wrong in your life Felicia Goldhep is within the Platinum Chateau, modestly full of patrons at this time. After all, Wild Night is one of the lessened, is one night of lessened inhibitions, and gambling falls right into that, does it not? As does promiscuity. The elven bard sings and dances, spins, controls, flames a variety of different, different colors, ensconces sweat dripping from her tanned flesh, red hair flying like a sanguine cloak. All eyes are on her, except for Tibbles. 
his eyes are split between the awe-inspiring movements and the hungry-looking crowd. Felicia walks through and places bare hands and feet and lips and tongue on men and women of all races if she owns their very soul. Flash forward to later in the night. Music continuing down below, choir through the floors. The band playing, but the main performer done now to raucous applause still ringing in her, her ear. In a private break room within the chateau still ravenously fucking two minute months. Um, they tie her to the headboard with her own clothing as bottles and glasses rattle on the side tables. A little different than our last wild night. A little bit. <sighs> yeah, those sounds, as she is naked of flesh, they are mostly as, well, the door opens as the men finish tying her, and a woman enters. well-dressed in a white fur-lined jacket with golden buttons emblazoned with her family crest. Rashan Eat Benoit enters. You have taken everything from me. My livelihood, my husband, even my lover. And here you are drunk, naked, and bound. So easy after all. You slut, whore. Your reputation precedes you. She snaps a predatory look. Don't blame me because you can't satisfy one man, much less two, Felicia says, slurred tongue and blurred vision. And besides, aren't you too busy smuggling poisons from Damas into the city, courtesy of your little fur coat business? Lady Eve Benoit looks furious, just into her jacket. You think you're so damn smart, but now you're dead as a syringe comes out with a blue liquid inside. I have precious little of this, but I kept a sample, enough to cause you indescribable pain, but not to kill you. I'll do that myself after I watch you squirm in ecstasy while screaming in agony. A knife appears at the woman's throat. Drop it. Don't even think about it. Tybalt's voice comes from behind her. The two men look surprised, but swiftly reach for makeshift weapons, bottles, and what and whatnot. Oh, calm down, boys. Sit. As the slur leaves Felicia's voice, colorful magic flows from her, and both men sit on the bed. Poison in my drinks is quaint, but if you think I don't check for that, you're the damn fool, she says, stretching her lithe. Voluptuous fool. Do you have any idea how many drinks I've had given to me over my long life? She unties herself easily enough. Naked, beautiful, standing, walking toward the woman with a very Felicia-like saunter. Leans forward and whispers, 
I don't even know if my old apprentice knows that you exist, you sad little worm. But if I can help make her life even a little easier and get fucked in the meantime, a dream come true. She then casts Modify Memory on the woman, which has two effects. One, it can modify memory. A less known effect is it can draw forth pristine details of one event or one time. The last meeting with her source of these poisons. Tybalt tosses her a squirrel. A squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! I ruined it! I ruined it! I ruined it! Fuck! No, 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 no. <laughs> the squirrel goes up, Lady Benoit's asshole. And I get that information. Then Tybalt tosses her a scroll. It's now lower. I'm changing my notes. It's, I'm not wrong, Belgium. That was not a faux pas at all. Uh, four paw, actually. Um, a scroll and a red feathered quill. Mm-hmm. And Felicia puts it to the wall and writes in 75 words, three, all three uses of it, what she saw. The response that comes is thank you, my lady. Your assistance is most most appreciated and never expected. Please burn after feeding. Felicia brings over to a can- candle for parchment lights. The stupefied Men just sit there drooling. Tybalt helps dress Felicia just in time for four Blazemark mercenaries and Paulette Mididani to take them into custody. Perhaps if Anaxoria was so fortunate to have, have eyes on this, she would have recognized the handwriting being written back. <sighs> You're on a rooftop, arms behind your head, staring up past myriad crisscrossing bridges into a moonless, cloudy sky. You hear from several blocks away the sound of protesters outside one location of a Kundrak bank within the city. Waving signs and banners announcing usury, predatory loans, a complete imbalance of copper to gold, lowborn, highborn, all of the what Plumber Dirge would have likely said himself. Moonless night, almost an itching in your mind. As your eyes close, you think back to two nights prior. When you left Posca Madani's room with Elkris, Elkris said, do you have a few moments to speak? He said, yes. You went down an, an elevator, not to the first floor, but to a different floor, and went into a waiting room there. Nobody else in there, a wing not currently heavily in use. And Elkris said to you after this little clandestine meeting I've had 
Josh, Cain, Raphael. Do you know the fate of what happened to Sidon Boromar, patriarch of the Boromar family? I already got a sense of quick justice. He was on his way, a fully armored wagon and guard, to the court of the High Judge Stardabov. Would have been months of hearings, with much gold changing hands. A patriarch of the member of the 60, after all. But you and I both know what a sort of man side down Bormar was. What are your thoughts on the fact that he was found dead within his carriage before he reached the judge? Sounds like someone saved us an awful lot of time. What do you think of the fact that the, the innocent guard that was within there with him was also found dead? Unfortunate. Sometimes you gotta do what needs doing. I think a question of philosophy, as long as philosophy has existed, is do the ends justify the means? I think the only appropriate, honest answer to that is sometimes which is never an answer that philosophy wants. Have you ever realized that? Philosophy is either this or that. What's the moral of the story? What's the parable you're getting at? Philosophy is just people with too much time on their hands. I am asking you, because I trust you. I trust your strength. I trust your judgment. And if you're answering me true right now, which I believe you are, I'd like to ask you for your help with something on Wild Night. But before I ask it of you, I'll ask you for a promise beforehand that you do not tell Anaxoria or Norwin or any other. If you cannot make that commitment first, I do not believe you will be in danger. At least not more than... That's sweet of you. I doubt much in the city could put you in, in danger. They brought me here to keep the city safe. They got their secrets. We trust one another for what we need to do. Take that as you will. Would you mind grabbing me just another cup of coffee, please? I'm not trying to get rid of you, I just feel <laughs> in my throat. <clears> throat> Speaking in, in Elkris's recently resurrected voice is a little bit sore. Mm -hmm. Thank you. There is going to be, my information su suggests and intersects with information that you've all retrieved recently from a certain sewer location. There will be a raid by cultists of the Fury and the Keeper, armed wild knight. A number are supposed to gather in the middle 
Memphis. I imagine they'll be taking to streets to burn, pillage, and loot. The local city watch marshals of those districts have mostly been paid off. Or even earlier replaced by sympathetic co-conspirators by rigged elections and appointments by the chancellors of those districts. I have been tracking this for some time. All will be dealt with legally and swiftly. I have the paperwork ready with a stroke of the quill. That stroke might have prevented whatever they're plotting in advance, but it wouldn't end the actual plague. Just move it to a different time and place. I seek to eradicate the disease itself before I pull up the roots, and I need a strong inoculation to do so. Will you be a part of this process? I likely don't require your participation, but as someone who I hope understands the necessity for harsh decisions and decisive actions, someone who knows their own strength, I hope that you will join some allies of mine to stamp out those threats back to the shadows for another century, though I take another decade at this point. Every minute of my life seems a gift these last few days, so I will do what I must to make more of every minute. I don't know how many times you want me to say yeah, or how many different ways you want me to say it. Where am I going? Who am I killing? In Upper Memphis, he points you, he tells you a dis district, there is a theater called The Point, with an E at the end. You, you'll know it by a magical um, an iconography of a stiletto knife that will flash. Um, also the words the point will be will be there but the stiletto is probably the more obvious way of seeing it. It's not on the map but in case you want it. Meet with my my allies there tomorrow at midnight if you would. Be so kind. If you trust me, then you will trust us. Secrets and whatnot. I get it. I have to keep their secrets too. I'd rather they reveal themselves to you as you reveal yourself to them. So point theater tomorrow night. Midnight. Make whatever excuse you must to be be gone alone. Easy enough. He extends a hand. We move back to the modern time where Raphael is remembering this conversation. But we don't focus on Raphael for long here. We actually pan over four buildings across a bridge, a tower over, and down several floors to the first floor as Erfel's on the roof of a building elsewhere. You can hear protesters that way. You can't hear much this, this way. 
That's where his ear is cocked, just waiting. As our camera pans down here to the back room of a gambling den, as a figure steps within through back ways, people are like, what are you doing? Your brief conversation, hard to understand exactly. But a figure that I would show a picture of, but it doesn't matter much, and only you would actually recognize it. As the elven figure of um, Sarpator Fjarlan and enters. Rachel, who is this? That is the Fjarlan that was supposed to be killed. The exorciated Fjarlan, also known in some in a colloquial sense as the barber. Yep. The one who made great work of the tame Gala and killed many and would have killed so many more if not for yourself mm. and Elkris being The one that he's got to fight with but got away. He didn't get away. No. I killed him. I appeared as the Lady of Death and descended upon him. And as I was holding Elkris's eyes, I cut his throat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a recording of it in the internet, but it doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Um, it's moment time. Um, sorry. I'm actually going to play the same song that night, that encounter. As he steps within, Sarbator Fjarlan, black hair, scarred face, scars that not visible through his cloak and clothing where his dragon mark was scored from his very body. walks into a back room with four dozen other figures here. Dark cloaks, but otherwise simple clothing. Many, though, wearing devilish red painted masks of the Fury. Some with featureless black masks with slits over eyes. No space for the the mouth at all. Where do you were killed by the Rainbow Witch? Stories are exaggerated. I had to lay low. I'm here now. Brief conversation as they are led within. He sees and hears a priest of the keeper. Black mask. Slits for eye eye holes. One slit for the mouth, unlike the other mask. And also unlike them, gold coins studded throughout. Where the keeper is the dark the dark six of death and decay. Kol Karan's brother, sovereign of greed and gluttony. As gold coins jangle upon his mask, a golden-handled curved dagger of obsidian glass swirling with blue smoke in the dim candlelight here. Tis not us that needs the highborn, but them that need us. Our labor moves their goods, our blood greases their gears, while their coin is said to rain down from high. But when it falls, tis a mere trickle, that of copper, and pierced through home and heart. Tonight we attack 
Not their small hearts or blackened souls, but where it will truly hurt. Their pocketbooks, their vaults. While their eyes are on the banks of Kundrak, we will strike at Nomish first central this eve. The priest turns to see Sarbator, who has entered. Recognizing the clothing, the face, the boots upon his very feet. You. How? Oh. Sarbator sighs. Are enough here to start. The priest would look flabbergasted if his face was visible whatsoever, and then terrified if again he could be, be seen as one of the red mask wearers proclaims, Damn right, let's get out there. My blood's boiling over to a cheer. Ah! No silence, you fools! He's... He's not. A few magic words are said. The priest's eyes glow with eldritch black light through the narrow slits in the mask. He pauses in confusion for a moment, not seeing what he expected to see. His head turns suddenly toward one red masked figure into another black masked figure. Sarkator reaches into his cloak and draws out a little lead box. Opens it, pulls out a little copper key, which he inserts into the air itself. Turns. The key vanishes, reaches his hand within. No, 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 no. And begins to pull out. A glorious copper rapier with an elaborate basket hilt materializing from nothing, shimmering air itself, bronze and copper, with a serrated um, edge to it, a vicious-looking but unbelievably elegant thing. As Sarpar reaches up and puts a finger deep within a part of his eye and begins to pull. Flashback to Urphile, two nights prior, at midnight, in Upper Memphis. This is the wrong music for this because what this should be is more like Vegas. Rachel described Harris Folly as Vegas. I'm gonna mm-hmm. actually correct that. Harris Folly is more like Nashville. Which is basically like Las Vegas, but like one strip, you know? (laughs) Um, I'm not saying the wrong thing at all. I was just going off the website. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Vegas is unique in several ways. One, it's way bigger, right? It's everything, everything, everything. Two, everything has multiple floors. Three, have you guys ever been to Vegas? You been? You been? Once. (laughs) One crazy thing about that I didn't know until we went went there is you can get from almost any casino on the strip to the next without going outside. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that there were like sky- skyways mm-hmm. and walkways that connect them all. Mm-hmm. That is what Upper Memphis is like. All of these towers and bridges and stuff, you go from one to the next to the next, they're all casinos or theaters or plays or brothels, but this is Upper Memphis. This is the where the, where the Fjallans live and, and, and breathe and whatnot. This mm-hmm. is their home. This is the entertainment district for the highest crust echelon of mm-hmm. folk. You find, as you're walking alone, um, carpet upon your 
back, midnight coming as the bell tolls, you find a theater called The Point, a flashing icon of a dripping stiletto dagger. Think about our neon signs, but it's magical neon signs where it's like, you know, hilt, dead dagger, blood, like blood, blood, <laughs> yeah. blood drops, you know, and then it goes back. It's like yeah. hilt, dagger, blood, 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 hilt, mm. dagger, blood, blood, blood. And you see mm-hmm. it, The Point. I know a stiletto when I see one. There. Mm-hmm. You walk behind it as you were told to, though it is on a bridge, so it's kind of part, actually, it's like a tower sort of thing. So you're walking more along um, a walkway that's built into it, so you can be behind it. But does that make sense? Like behind a tower thing that's just like a balcony built along Oh, you say like a patio or a balcony. Yes, a patio or the balcony that wraps around. Mm-hmm. So people don't have to walk through it to mm-hmm. get to the other. They don't want to walk through this crazy place. You walk around... You wait for a little bit, perhaps. And then a figure emerges from the dark darkness, walking toward you from the opposite direction. The cowl in place. Another figure walks from behind you, close to very stealthy, but not trying to hide their presences. You see them both almost emerging from the darkness, faces obscured. And then, but there is something about them that you immediately recognize. Maybe less the height, the height, sure. (coughs) White locks of hair coming down one face, two scimitars upon the back. It's not like Urphiel to forget somebody who has killed him before. You recognize the twin assassins of Eldor, those that assaulted you in your sleep within the drunken dragon, coming, stepping within ten feet of you on this night, two nights before Wild Night. I'm supposed to meet some shitty characters around the back of this theater, and I can only hope it's you. Otherwise, this night just got a lot more fun. I had to sleep this time, sweetheart. I'm not even gonna reach for a sword. They don't say anything. But a third figure walks from behind. The shorter one with a wand that looks like three... Um, silver faces doing doing this and a white can with a black flame lit. That figure tall, long blonde hair. Silent boots as he steps forward. As you see the unmasked face of Marquis Elvenor Elrentin de Fiarla. Well met, Raphael. Good to see you, Marquis. You're brave enough to come by your by yourself. It, it, it would seem, if our eyes tell true. Eh, never alone. But yeah, I'm here by myself. You're willing to do what need be done for the betterment of this fine city of ours. I am. They will scream. They will. They will beg. Some will be captured, naturally, questioned. 
But we don't need several dozen figures. They've already sold their souls. I care not if you know of religion or believe in it. I agree with the young Dukeman, Donnie. That it is time to take matters into our own hands. And he trusts you enough to be one of the few that will be there. We will infiltrate. <laughs> we will start. If all, if all goes well, you'll do nothing at all. But more than likely, there will be a stream of rabbits fleeing from the hounds. Are you willing to get your hands red and not overly think things? I'm here, aren't I? Getting really fucking sick of repeating myself to you people. I'll hand you parchment. A squirrel. Um, written on the squirrel. <laughs> Uh, on a par parchment, we'll tell you a location to, to be on Wild Night, a time. And that's where we come back toward right now. In fact, you could have just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. As within <laughs> this room, Key turns, reaches in, draws out this beautiful rapier pulls down a physical, not magical mask from his face, and the Keeper Priest says, The blade comes out, two necks slit. One of the masked, masked figures, her, her hair held by, 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 held by pins, grabs hair coming down, throws them. Bloodshed, invisible figures, Come in through the through the windows. Necks being slit. Go 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 go! Magic being cast. Papa Fiarlin, as you call him, <laughs> dashing forward. His rapier, his magical, clear, powerful weapon, through one's chest, tears forth as others flee, streaming out through back doors, throwing. Uh, Bookshelf down, hidden chamber, hidden doorway, and stream out across the bridge. Raphael hears this, hears the screaming, hears the footsteps coming toward him. I can play whenever you want. Okay. Oh, shit. Let me open up something else here, too. Oh, so shit. Ready. You've okay. got music and sound effects. Okay. They're coming toward you. It is up to you when you wish to drop down and do whatever you wish to do. At the, at the yeah. You can take back over. You can start it up then. So, he'll be ta in, taking deep breaths. <sighs> Getting that red smoke. Then I'll flash back to a conversation, Cassius and Inigo. Inigo, you're his confidant. Maybe you can tell me why the boss has been such an unusual prick this week. Well, horseman, seeing as you asked so kindly, and you won't fucking drop it, I will share with you what he once told me. Imagine your mind as a beehive, and all your 
thoughts, feelings, ideas, little bees buzzing about, your will, so to speak. Now imagine your mind had many queens, many ideas and wills of their own. Start to lose track of which ones are yours. Who's in charge? Rather annoying, no? Plus on Wild Night, it's just like some asshole came up and smacked the hive with a stick, so we're all fucked, really. And at this point, it'll, <coughs> the camera will pan back to Earth as he's taking more deep breaths. Gotcha, as he thinks he climbed onto this angry spirit. That's what he hears in his head. He feels a chill run through his body. it almost in a more feminine way. Nod Cranuel. I would like you to meet Serana, the red You can turn it up. And at this point he <coughs> and coughs up what seems to be blood as it evaporates to mist and his body goes rigid and he grabs the cleaver on his side. Stupid, stupid, stupid boy! Throws it down. She looks. At least you got mommy a gift. The cleaver flies back up into her hand, Earth's hand, and that's where it will end. She steps over. Red mist falling, not rising like long hair. As you drop, people rushing. Throw the cleaver at the first moving target it is as it ting 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 just throw, flies between a couple people. He dashes forward and the blood from his forehead has almost coated his fingers in like short little claws as he just rips into people viscerally, gouges eyes, rips through faces, and even when it gets close he grabs them. Cleaver comes back, chop chop chop, slaps people around with the disembodied arms as he's almost laughing and really enjoying himself. And ones who seem like they got away, he chases them down. No. And then keeps everyone move, is moving. Target. It'll only take some minute. And when Raphael comes back to himself, aware of what just happened, aware of the words that rang through his head. This night of a wild night, with all the bees buzzing around, it was easier. The temptation was there to give in. Elkaris, the Fiarlins wanted you to kill. You're good at killing. So you gave in to Kumash. That was not who answered the call. The mist that became long, black, red, in this case, hair, fades. The claws vanish, your hands bloody. Cleaver in your hand. 
you turn and you see a bridge of corpses. 24 figures in various states of dismemberment. A last figure stepping across the bridge and stepping amongst the chopped up parts of the body, the, the viscera, the blood, the pieces of brain matter. Elvinor de Fjallam. That was well done, he says, his own rapier, serrated, edged, saber, as it is, bloody as well, as he flicks it. <laughs> Anything more we need to discuss? Get lost, Nightfear. Our business is done. Enjoy your night. He will stick the sword through space, warbling as he turns it like a key, and a little copper key coming out. I'll put it back in the little lead box to protect it from being seen magically. The boots will flare, and he'll be gone. Earth's kind of in like a stunned, paralyzed state until Inigo comes up. Come on, my friend, we have to go. Uh, you had quite some fun here, so go, 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 go. Well, get your ass on there and go. <laughs> and then he will push Earth kind of in a zombified state off onto the carpet and they will leave the corpses. Anywhere you wish, uh, anywhere that Inigo would take him. Apartment, pavilion. For now, just home. up, yeah. Just up, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Above the city you fly, letting the cool, cool air, even cooler because the blood is warm until it loses the heat and then it's just like water, sticky water that enhances the coldness of your flesh. All good? Yeah. I have one more scene to end this night and it won't be that long. Take it away, I'm good. Mm -hmm. This will end wild night for us. Even though that's okay with everybody else. Mm -hmm. Figures moving through the night like shadows. Cloths of all sorts, dark browns, reds, blacks, of course tied across their, their faces, their figures, more rags than anything else, moving through the night like shadows in the lower central, toward heavy metal doorways, locked tight, guarded by four heavily armored figures. As they knew there would be four heavily armored figures. Poison darts and daggers slip through gaps at the armpits and necks. They fall dead. One figure, small and slight, I have to know, a, a, a child, a human child, produces a magic key that they pinched the night before from their job. 
the key goes into the door the very center of it and turns. The arcane lock, the mechanical lock. Has these several dozen figures poor commoners destitute looking for a cause are not in uh, in Everbright this night because both letters to Tibble to were a ruse mm-hmm. instead they are entering the secret heavily locked guarded passageways to the arcane forges. The arcane forge, the Caneth forge. Mm-hmm. Within, the figures all sneak through long passageways that lead further and further down stairs. Industrial looking things. Stone and metal railways. Their feet, some boot booted, some just with cloth wrapped around toes still sticking out, gnarled, blackened, nails, yellowed teeth, bared. Some of them, but most of them with clubs, daggers, swords, others with wands, magical implements, in fact. Another door. This child, I should mention, has only one arm. This child is not Tybalt, to be, be clear. Mm-hmm. But Tybalt is not the only youth to lose <coughs> his arm due to accident within the arcane forge. But tell me, man, those, those gaps, you need to have small, lithe fingers. Mm-hmm. They're always blindfolded when they're led down to their specific positions, their stay stations, and they stick there, tinkering with things, pulling out black gunk, the oils and whatnot, the detritus, the refuse of these arcane forges, the heat billowing past them, the magic giving them diseases that they don't even know exist. That is not a thing that even most modern people would know exist, being that close to such powerful arcana sources. That's fucked. The door is on. It opens. <laughs> Crossbow bolts come, <laughs> sticking in the faces of these. We'll call them friends of Pablo. As armored figures, all with similar emblazoned crests, not of House Caneth, though some some do have that. But actually, of the Blademark Guild. Spells of the Mark happen here. Uh, shoot! Shoot! As crossbows come out from the the interlopers and shoot, shield spells come up from the Blademark Guild members using their um, Deneth spells and Mark. <laughs> block. A magical hand, a Bigby's hand, comes out, smashes one into into a wall. Hand flattens out, smacks t- smacks two others. As a fist comes, grabs and squeezes. Crossbow 
crossbills. Reload! A trap. Full retreat as more guards are storming in from the way that these interlopers just came. Fire and lightning obliterating dozens. But these friends have magical elements of their own wands. A full retreat. How can they have known? One screams as one somewhat familiar figure to you, especially white bandage cloth across half of his head, hair sticking up. The one that Urfail has spoken with several times. I believe you guys may have seen him once. I can't remember. remember. We'll call him Puck Blue if you want, but as mm-hmm. Ruth said, oh, Puck Blue, or well, there is no Puck Blue. Shakes his head, stunned. The wand he just used to cast a lightning bolt and hurt four of these, these, these individuals down the stairwell. <laughs> Turning to dust in his hand. Fuck, fuck, fuck! As they leave, precious few remain. Five out of the 48, 50, as they rush back toward the sewer grate. Skinny enough, all of them sneak within. Feet sloshing. Through the liquid. Puck Blue goes forward through passageways, the sewers, and, and whatnot in Lower Tavix here after running for 20 minutes straight from where they just were as fast as possibly could. I have to make sure they didn't follow us here. I'm not fast enough to. Track, track us. We're fine, we're fine. What's that smell? It smells like shit. It's, it's, it's a sewer. No. Blood. Hurry, as they rush forward through, through, turning a doorway, a circular one, pulling it open, sneaking up and through across to an area where many would convene here. A much well, a very well hidden spot. A location where this individual knows that the the elders, the, you know, those who would actually make make decisions that would be more than just one relatively small thing would convene to meet and talk about things. A good hiding spot is Body parts everywhere. Bodies with holes in them. Bodies that are simply almost like a necrosis took them. And they're desiccated husks on the floor. What happened? One of them says as Puck Blue steps forward. Oh. From the ceiling, the, the darkness there, a yellow eye opens. And long arms with long fingers unfurl. And two of them are impaled. Dead instantly. 
has a desiccated, undead face with one glowing yellow iris. Drops. Standing eight, nine feet tall, shadows licking at it. <laughs> Pull up crossbow. <laughs> Pierces one's forehead, flicking him. The other one dodges the attack, (laughs) pulls out a magical implement, a wand, (laughs) points it, and a short dagger flies from the darkness, and lightning crackles. As the one remaining figure has two claws pierced through his shoulders and hold him still as from the darkness steps a figure. Eye patch over one eye, greater dragon mark across the face. We are not cultists. We are just people. You know what that forge does! You know it eats up and spits out! It's not needed! This city is not needed! Sometimes things need to go for something new to be built better! All of these people, you slaughtered them. You slaughtered them! Algorus nods. I did. A quick little flashback to Algorus in a fine restaurant, cheersing to Alexis DeCaneth and Brevin DeBeneth. As he passes over a time, a location, and plans. Thank you for keeping my business safe, Alexis says. Brevin says, it's good that we take things into our own hands, I think. Agnes nods. You take care of the ones who will be attacking Forge. That would be enough. Back to the current time is Elkris. I do wish the world was different. 
that's not. Not yet. The forge is still a needed thing. Laws are still needed things. And if you will operate outside of them, then who are you to cast me poorly for doing the same? You will be the end, Pablo says, you will be the end of us all. Your greed, not just you, but your people will be the end of. There can be a better world. There can be a better life. The resources exist. Why do you need to be on top? Elder says, I don't much care about being on top. But I can't have you scurrying about anymore. The bone claw, the back of the head. takes off the eye patch and an empty eye socket is there. Holds up a hand and the bone claw and an eye appears in his hand. Holds up to his own face and it seamlessly merges therein. The eye of Ogramu having found a new home. Or I should say Elkaris finding a home for it. He replaces the eye patch. Elkris heads home that night, knowing that Annie won't be there. Visits his aunt's room briefly. She's laying in bed, catatonic. Elkris frowns. Sezekiel's there beside her bed, dabbing her head. Elkris, how is she? Ezekiel says, she is how she seems, new lord. So Elkis remembers the past two nights when he has asked his great aunt to just one more divination, just one more location, just one more name is all we need. Come on, you can, you can do it. tears drip down her face as she presses herself until her mind breaks. Ezekiel says, was it worth it? I think so. Elvis says that. Won't your betrothed be upset? She doesn't need to know. I made sure the one person I think would have could have possibly stood be between me and this. I made sure he was busy elsewhere. Take care of my great aunt, Sazikyo. We will have more need of her talents in the future. He turns, walks not to his bed bedroom to his office, 
sits, pours himself a glass from a decanter, looks at the board of all the yarn, all the names, all the locations, sips it, and begins taking several of them off. Having dealt with a myriad of troubles in his own way. And with that, we end the wild night. The next night, I'll tell you right now. You guys can do whatever you want. Because the second night of Wild Night is usually a big hungover shit show. Nothing follow will happen. Nothing that would require your degrees of attention or anything of the sort. This is the end of Wild Night. You'll be expected to be with them, with the, 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 the queen still. Mm-hmm. But with that, um, as I said, you guys dealt with the real threat of the, the city handily. Mm-hmm. So this is what happens. The things you would not have been privy to otherwise. And with that, mm-hmm. we are done. Bye, Woo-hoo. See you, Belgium. Bye, Belgium. <laughs> <laughs>